0: Welcome. This is Story U Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm here with you every Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m., and that is 7 p.m. on the Eastern Coast. We also offer you a replay here on KKNW. And that's on Friday mornings, 6 a.m. on the Pacific Coast and 9 a.m. on the Eastern Coast. I love coming to you every week. And I just want to thank you for reserving this time to spend with me and talk about the stories we are living by. And how is it that we are writing and unfolding and working with the stories of our lives? How is it that we are working with the stories that we are writing? How is it that we're putting our ideas out in the forms of speeches and podcasts? How is it that you are expressing your story out into the world? I love helping people do this. Something I've been told so much of my life is that when I'm really in my groove as a teacher or when I'm giving some sort of speech to a group, that they're really impressed with my word choice or how I just tell stories about my own experiences or my students' experiences and I have to say that's something I really love teaching others. I love helping people learn what they want to say, what words they want to choose, and to do so at the right time and in the right way. I find it pretty easy to do, but of, of course it's it's because it's it's work that I love to do, I also find that when we have to pick our own words, we're often caught up in some sort of emotional story or some sort of challenge, and that makes it really difficult to do all by ourselves. So I love to come in and collaborate with people and help them get their books, their blogs, their brands their speeches, their podcasts, whatever it is. Let's get it out there in the world. I'm in the Seattle, Washington area, and I offer online programs to groups and to individuals. I do one-on-one tutoring and mentoring. I also offer a 90-day program. That's my signature program to help people write the first draft of their book or their full year of blog posts or even their podcasts. One of my clients, Michael, is getting ready to launch. If you love food, I can't wait to share with you what's coming down the pike here. But he hasn't quite blown the whistle yet, given me the A-OK. But as soon as he does, I'll let you know all about that. He's got a great thing going on. So I want to let you know that here we are on the live call, and we are in the middle of April. It's a gorgeous day here. And this is the second time out of three times in the year where I open the doors to my 90-day program. And I just want to let you know, if you've been thinking that writing a book or a TED talk or producing a podcast is something you want to make happen, maybe it's an extraordinary goal for you, or maybe it's something you've been thinking about for a long time. But if you had a way to collaborate with someone, you know you'd jump into it now. I want to invite you to be courageous and just reach out with an email or if you're on Facebook, a direct message, and just hop on over and let me know that you would like a little help. That's all it takes to, to get us going. I, I have a very short application process That helps me figure out where exactly you belong and how we can work together. And like I said, it's just three times a year that I open the doors for this program. And now is one of those times. So let me know by writing to me at AskCoachDebbie, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And Debbie is spelled D E B B Y. Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com. Or if you're on Facebook, head on over to my Facebook page. You can either go to Coach Debbie, and again, that's D E B B Y, or you can go to my personal Facebook page, which is Debbie Handrich, and it's just like it sounds H A N D. R-I-C-H, and I'd love to hear from you and find out what it is you are writing, what it is you're wanting to create, and let's get going on that because it's quite possible that at the end of summer or maybe in the middle of fall, whatever it is you're thinking about right now could be a full-blown reality then but we got to get going. So let me know what's on your mind. I also want to just step back for a second and just bow down to some people that did step in last fall, last summer, and now they are shining brightly with their product. I want to shout out to Mary Gleason, who has finished her book, focuses on her identity as a woo-woo and her husband, who's more of an engineer type, and really talks about how they have not only complemented each other throughout their marriage, but how it has enhanced her understanding of intuition, the chakras, and the work she does with hypnotherapy. So kudos to you, Mary, for seeing the whole process through. It's been a delight to work with you. And I'm thinking we're going to bring Mary to the show. also want to give a shout out to Nancy Zick, who created a book this year as well. And while I was more on the sidelines and and challenging Nancy to really stick with the notion that an ebook might be might be a gateway into the platform that she's building it's just been a delight to collaborate and to get to know Nancy and to now hold her book and and have the experience of reading it i know her blog is available. Oh gosh, I wish I, is it healinggrace.com? If you're listening, Nancy, send me a send me a quick uh, note there because I, I'd really like to turn you on to her blog. She She is very regular about her writing and such a soothing, natural, beautiful voice to her writing. Finally, I also want to Jump up and down on Michael's behalf. His podcast um, "Voice for Chefs" is coming out really soon. Cannot wait! I think it's coming out as soon as next week. And the the few recordings that I've had the pleasure to listen to are wonderful. Really moving those chefs out of the kitchen and into his recording studio to find out what stories they have to share. I think most of you know that I am such a believer in the power of growing up and expanding ourselves by knowing the truth of our story, by listening to each other's stories, by collaborating about our stories, by healing our stories, by being open to expanding into a deeper truth, a deeper story. In my mind, our whole life is about the stories we create and the stories we go back and clean up and the stories we look forward to expanding our way into. I also think about the fact that as we're doing this, we're actually crossing bridges. We're, we're crossing from one chapter of our life into the next. I, I like to think of them as a series of bridges. And I want to focus on that today as we do our show. I, I will gladly take your calls and take your emails today if you have a question on this topic, because I'm very curious what is the next bridge you are facing or that you are willing to cross? What's going on in your own story? Our lives, I think, are full of these different points where we have to check in and we have to make important decisions. And like I said, I kind of think of them as bridges. It's also a little nerve wracking to think about crossing a bridge if you're, you're trying out a new one or if you're doing something that just feels very heavy, or maybe you're doing something because a little surprise has landed in your life, and the only way to move forward is to cross the next bridge in front of you. One thing I'd like to assure you of is we're never on more than one bridge at a time. Now, you might You might be, and I don't want to bring in too many metaphors here, you might be juggling quite a few balls as you go across that bridge, but you're only on one bridge at a time. So you want to think about, since you're walking across a bridge and you're leaving one chapter and moving into another, you're you're going forward, how many balls do you want to juggle? Yeah, that's, that's a choice. For me, if I'm going across a brand new bridge, I don't want to juggle very many balls at all. Maybe I don't even want to juggle at all. Maybe I want to walk nice and slowly and thoughtfully across the bridge. Now, like I said, sometimes life plays little tricks and little surprises and there's a juggling act going on whether we like it or not. We can still, and I think we should, look forward and see what would it be like to cross this next bridge. And that doesn't mean ignoring uh, any of the challenges on the sidelines so we can get across quickly. It actually means accepting that a lot of those challenges are on the bridge and we're going to have to walk on that and and maybe even walk through some of the challenges to get across it might take a little time and it might take little time at all but it is in seeing this as a checkpoint that will allow us to move across it. Now the opposite is that we won't that we'll look into our very close future and we'll see that a bridge is in front of us and we'll say, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I'd rather go back to my past. The unfortunate thing is that we've we've already done our past. What we want to do is bring the lessons from our past with us and go over the bridge. We don't want to go back to our past and just do a lot of reliving and, and hanging out in a time point that's already past. We want to go forward. So I'm going to give you a little hint. You belong on a, a, a bridge that has your name on it. There is definitely a bridge that has your name on it. And there are mentors that can help you understand if you are standing right in front of it or if you're just a, a little off to the side and need to get recalibrated to go across it. But you you belong on your true path, on that bridge. You, you don't belong on some sort of crazy train that you didn't choose or that you, you feel you have to perform on in order to get somewhere else. You feel you have to prove your way through. You actually belong on a bridge that, that is your true movement towards your future. And when we're on those bridges and we feel challenged, it's hard to see all by ourselves if it's the right one. But if we are on a bridge that, that shows us a lot of desire and a lot of excitement and a lot of joy, of course, it's much easier. So what do we do? One thing you might want to do is really commit to the notion that you will walk across just one step at a time, and that you know the motivation to keep going will meet you as you commit to that walk. I don't think it really begins with motivation and then you find your commitment. I think you first decide, I, I really want to move into my future. And I'm committing to that. And from that commitment, you find your motivation. So whether you are writing a book and the next bridge in front of you is to go to an editor or you are writing a series of podcasts and the next thing in front of you is to launch or you are putting together your TED talk and the next thing in front of you is to write a query letter and find the city in which you'll do it, regardless of what that next step is, you are. You are on the path to the next chapter of your future. And we're going to talk about exactly what goes on when you commit to that. Stay tuned. I'm going to take a quick little break right here. And I'm going to see if any of you are writing in for a little coaching. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to -to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Hello, I'm Nathan Mum. Join me and Mike Roday as we host a weekly technology show that talks about technology for the everyday common person. We are a live radio program that airs Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If you go to facebook.com forward slash tech time radio, youtube.com forward slash tech time radio, or twitch.tv forward slash tech time radio, you can catch us live Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. You can find us at all podcast services online from Apple to Google and everything in between. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I just want to thank you for joining me today while we talk about the stories you live by and the challenges you're facing, those checkpoints where you have to stop and make a new decision and in doing so you realize there's often a certain challenge kind of a bridge from where you're at to that next little phase that you've got to get to when I write when I am um, talk to my coaching clients so many of them come back to stories that are, they're deep in their past, but they feel like these hard lessons are still with them. So for example, I was working with a guy that said that he submitted his stories to a magazine, but they weren't accepted. And because of that, he felt like it was just true that since he hadn't been a great student in in um, high school, that it was just true. He he didn't belong as a writer. I had another woman tell me that she didn't get very good grades on her English essays. And so in her mind, it wasn't her job to write her content. It, it wasn't her job to write anything that went on her website or to her marketing campaigns or for her business it it was her job to hire all that out because after all somewhere in the 10th or 11th or 12th grade her essay grades made her think she wasn't she wasn't someone that should be doing her own writing interesting thing is that this This woman and also the man that I was speaking of earlier, both of them came to me and said, I have an idea for a book. Well, if you have an idea for a book, I want to help you cross not only the bridge in front of you, which is to start that book, but a series of bridges in front of you, which is to draft the book to... Work with the stories you have, figure out your organizational process, figure out what the real meaning is for you in creating this book, etc., etc. But what I find is that early on, these ideas of my past, my past is just still haunting me, these ideas come up for people. So if I'm going to help anyone get across what I'm calling here a bridge, I have to dismantle their beliefs. For one, their beliefs that started way back in high school or whenever it was, they're they're really not beliefs I have. I wouldn't take them on as a client if for, for a moment I thought they couldn't write what it is they want to write. We go through quite a process to find out how deep their desire and their commitment really is and where are they with their writing. But what I have found helpful is this idea that is borrowed from cognitive behavior therapy. Some people just call it CBT for short. But it's this psychology notion that... um, that you, you have your ABCs to transforming an old idea. And if you can do this, if you can dismantle the old idea, you're giving your client a certain freedom to cross that bridge in front of them. So let me tell you about these ABCs. The first A, the A stands for an activating event. And that event, like I said, it's something that happened to you that left you feeling really unhappy. Often it's old. It's, it's like, it's like the female client I was telling you about said, you know, I never got good grades in, in high school. So even though I really, really have this desire to write a book and, and, and create this legacy for my family. Since I never got good grades, I'm gonna have to find a ghostwriter. And that's why she originally came to me was to find out if I would be her ghostwriter. But as I put her to the task and I found out where her writing skills were, where her desire was, and if she was willing to make this commitment, I realized she was just in this a stage of cognitive behavior she just had an activated event going on this replaying of high school telling her i i can't i can't move forward so the b part the b is the belief that we stick to and we make a certain meaning of it In our life right now. So the meaning she was making was that she wasn't fit to do her own writing. And imagine how that could feel when you really have the desire to create a book and you really know what sort of content you want to put in the book. You know the people you want to honor. You've even gotten started on it. But this old, activated, Event from your past keeps coming up. And so your your belief keeps getting assigned meaning. And now it feels like it's part of your current life, not part of your old high school life. So we move on to C. Now that we know the thing that's been activated and the belief the person's carrying on we look at c and that is the consequence this is how the person is now taking some action based on their emotion they're they're calling up me and saying you know i i it's just too uncomfortable to think about the fact that i'm not qualified to write this book and i really want to get it over and done with so will you write it for me they're, they're in this consequence of I I just, I got to do something so I don't feel so bad about myself. Um, And this is where I come in. Once I can really see the event that occurred and the belief they're sticking with and then this action they think they've got to take, that's when I can let them know that um, they're really defaulting to some old failure or old story or old thought pattern that was never real it was never true and we can cross that bridge in front of them but they're gonna have to lay down the old idea right here and just accept that that's what they thought you know In this one gal's case, she really thought, since I received poor grades, I'm a poor writer, we just got to lay down this meaning of she can't do her own writing. And we've got to lay down this urgency to fix it and to just hire it out and get it done with. If we can lay it down and accept that the truth is, in high school she received grades she didn't like. For example, she told me she got a B plus on a term paper that meant a lot to her. Well, a B, a B it, I mean, that's still above average. Average is a C grade, and nobody likes C, but that's average. We tend to think anything A minus or lower sometimes, if you see a minus, Um, means we're not competent. And she definitely had this belief. So to dispel that, what's important is to let her know that there was no failure. She was never given a failing grade at all. What I can do is to help her understand that she has the ability to express herself today. Um, One of the things that is important, I think, is to come back to that desire and to just sort of test it in yourself. If I didn't have this meaning assigned, would I still have the strong desire? What I find is that the desire gets even stronger. The commitment starts to set in. You, You feel some motivation. Because you're willing to let, let go and lay down an old idea. I can tell you that even in my running my business, uh, one of the B grades I got in school, in high school, and I, I let it affect me for a very long time, was that I took a, a business math course my senior year. And one of the things you had to complete with competency was a 1040A tax form. So you had this hypothetical situation um, kind of framed out as a story and you had to figure out all the numbers in the story and where they fit into the 1040A form and you had to pass this. Well, I only got a B on that cuz a, a couple of the couple of the lines I made mistakes on. But because I put so much importance on getting a solid A in that class, and receiving a B on this part of the class meant I would not get a solid A. I would get an A minus. I I set myself up that Anything short of an A would not be good enough. But, you know, the meaning I gave to it was really weird. I was sitting across from my accountant, I mean, years later, years. And she said, you know, your forms are not complicated, so we're not going to need that much time. And I said, oh, wow, well, they're complicated for me. I got a B in my senior business math class trying to fill out these forms and I'll never forget the look she gave me. And, and I said, what, what can, you know, are you surprised? And she said, well, I just don't know what that has to do with today. You know, you're, you're running a a business today. I mean, it it was probably a long time ago that you got to be in business math. And I mean, B, in business math is no failing, Debbie. And I thought, wow, I had always looked at it as a huge failing. But it's because of the meaning I assigned it. And for that reason, I couldn't seem to cross this bridge of what I thought to be pretty advanced math or, you know, story keeping and tax forms I couldn't seem to cross it by myself. I, I couldn't seem to understand that in this day and age, I could probably fill out a 1040A form just fine. But instead, I went running to her office every single March, throwing all my numbers and everything at her because just the thought that I might fail at it still rang true in my chest in that place where I felt so many years ago I had received a bad grade. So I have a lot of empathy for what my students and clients go through because I too assign meaning and then I let it live on for years and literally decades before I go and examine that it it may have never been true. Now, when you're crossing a little bridge here and you're going from, I want to write my book because I have a great desire, or I want to write my blog because I have a great desire, or I want to publish my podcast because I have a great desire. I mean, it all starts with desire. But if you keep sitting there week after week, month after month, year after year, not crossing the bridge and doing it, it's usually because there's meaning in your past that you're allowing to live out right now, right now, when what you want to be doing is crossing the bridge in front of you and living out that dream. Now, writing a book is a pretty big dream. It's it's not for the faint of heart, but I want to tell you, people that complete their first book and they do it with mentoring, they do it with a community, they they do the lessons, they stick with their commitment. Those are the people that tell me, you know, i I really thought this was going to be a lot heavier than it was. The heavy work is in trying to carry all the old stuff with us over the bridge while we're doing our work, while we're writing our book, while we're creating our podcasts. That's what makes it so heavy. Sitting down and deciding... I have a desire to write a book and I want to do it this year. That's very, very possible. But what's going to slow you down are all the old stories and the old meanings that keep you stuck right here instead of allowing you to take the step across that very first bridge. And for many, it's just enrolling in a course, showing up, and sharing what it is you want to write about. That's where we start. We don't start with, okay, I want three chapters on my desk by Monday. No, that'd be way too hard. That'd be way too scary. So I want you to think about the idea that sometimes giving a lot of meaning to something from your past is just setting you up to be very, very heavy, and, and making it really hard on yourself to cross what is actually a pretty simple bridge in front of you. The bridge for most of my clients is saying, yes, I do want to write a book, and I'm willing to begin. That's bridge number one. And it's really not that difficult. But if you got to bring your past with you, it's going to be really difficult. So we're going to come back in just a minute. I I don't see any questions from y'all yet. So I'm just going to keep going. But first, I want to take a little break here. And we're going to talk about some real live strategy to get you across those bridges. Stay tuned. raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's Tip for Kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. If you own firearms, it's your responsibility to make sure they're always stored safely. Hiding them in a closet or drawer is not enough. Kids know where they are. Research shows the risk of injury and death is lower if guns are stored unloaded and locked up with the ammunition locked in a separate place. This is important when children are young as well as when they grow into teenagers. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. Today we're looking at those challenges of just going from point A to point B. Once we decide we want to write a book or a blog or Really upgrade a story that we're living by, friend of mine has decided to get back out there into the dating world. So in her case, we're not writing a book. We're writing a chapter of her life. We're working on the fact that she has a vision of finding a soulmate. She feels very ready. So what I told her was that the goal she has to find her soulmate cannot happen today with the old thoughts she used to find her soulmate. In other words, she feels like the way she used to do it didn't work and she wants to do things differently. Well, if we're going to do things differently... We really have to commit to changing as opposed to just saying, well, you know, whoever I was back there was good enough, or whoever I was back there will just somehow automatically change if I get a coach. Uh uh-uh, uh, it's not like that. Our goals cannot change unless we change. Uh, I'm sorry, our goals cannot be met unless we change. And so what I am working on with her is this notion that there's this bridge in front of her and there's this old way of operating behind her. What would it look like to leave everything behind her right where it is? and start walking across that bridge. So one thing that is behind her is this idea that we identified with. And it it really follows with a lot of the ideas that my writers have. And that is, she wasn't sure if she was worthy of a soulmate. In other words, she went on and on about how she feels like she has wasted her time in her life. And she's not really someone, she's not an extroverted person. She's more of an introverted person. And her thought was, and I don't know where she got this, that it's more extroverted people that are busy, 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 and go-getters that have soulmates. But that the type of person she is doesn't really get soulmates. And if you look at her history, you would see that most of her relationships have been short-lived. So it was time for her to live to leave her beliefs behind her. It was time for her to leave those relationships behind her. And it was time for her to put her arms around the fact that she is very introverted, and that is lovely. She is someone who has walked at a steady, slow pace in life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say she's someone who has wasted her time. I just see her as someone who is very comfortable meandering with ideas. But to say that she has wasted her time, that doesn't serve her. That doesn't help her. As she rewrites her story and sees that she's someone who really enjoys her own company, but is also ready for a soulmate, she's starting to get a clear vision looking across that bridge in front of her and seeing what is possible. And it's fine to take your time. It's fine to move at your own pace. One thing I had to really express to her is she doesn't have to become someone fast-moving and etch- extroverted to get across this bridge, but she does have to leave behind what she sees as failures. She has to move behind beyond this idea that she's less worthy if she's introverted. It's just simply not true. Another thing that I find is that people that are willing to change their mind are the ones that start to see progress sooner. And someone I have deep admiration for, um, George Bernard Shaw once said, those who cannot change their mind cannot change anything. I had that for a while typed up and taped on the bathroom mirror. So I would see that in the morning. Those who cannot change their mind cannot change anything. So if in our mind we've got this idea that I I might not be worthy or I might not have the right words to express myself or I might be too shy to attract a soulmate or I might not I might not understand all the steps involved in creating a podcast or um, I might not have enough likes on my page, enough followers. I, I might not have enough experience. If, if we're not willing to change our mind about this stuff, nothing's going to change for us. But if we can go to this place and realize, you know, I really, I really desire a soulmate. I really desire putting a podcast out into the world. I really desire creating an ebook. I want that on my website in two months time. I think I can do this. If we really align with our desires, then... Our mind starts to change and we go from not being able to change anything to really being able to change exactly what we want. Now, it doesn't always happen in the time frame we say. So we might say, I want to see this desire in two months and it shows up in two weeks or four months and I don't always know why. But sometimes that is the way it is. And sometimes we say, I have this desire, and I I definitely want to make it happen with that guy I went out with on that first date last night. Well, it could it could happen with him, or he could be leading you to the next one who's really your soulmate. If we can be open, and flexible with our mind, those changes are going to come around. It is worth it, I think, to go through a process and become that new person, even though you don't know exactly how it's all going to turn out. I think it's that desire to exactly know where you're going before you get there, what it will exactly look like and feel like um, that gets in the way and that keeps people from crossing those bridges. If I, if I know I want to write my book around my family legacy and I think, you know, it, it has to be 12 chapters and All 12 chapters have to line up with the 12 stages of the hero's journey. And it has to show all of the hard points. And it must include everyone that has influenced my life. If I get real rigid about all that, then the process of my evolution is going to get stifled at some point on one of those bridges I'm moving across. I'm gonna be very tempted to turn around and come back. That's very normal. If we start across a bridge feeling very rigid, instead of crossing that bridge because we wanna become a new version of ourselves, we're probably gonna turn around at some point and head back. One of my students had a a series of radiation and chemotherapy before she set out to write her book. And she made a complete recovery. And we started to talk about her book. And we started to talk about what was involved. And just the notion of it was enough to scare her. and, And finally, she said, I'm really afraid cancer is going to come back if I take on doing my book now. I haven't been in remission long enough. Maybe after I've been in remission for three years, maybe that would be a good time. What, what I saw her doing, and this is no fault of hers, is that she started across the bridge of her new identity someone who was healthy again and taking on her dreams. And she got really scared that she might be at fault if taking on those dreams somehow threw her out of remission. So she went back. She went back and said, you know, I'd, I'd rather play it really, really safe for three years and not have myself to blame later than to take on what, what looks so big. And uh, thanks anyway, but uh, I'll call you in three years. Well, it turns out that her cancer has not come back, but she did get a positive test for COVID. And she did have to deal with sickness. And she did have to later take care of someone in her family who also got it. And she has had several challenges in 2021. And I'm not saying that they wouldn't have happened if she had had the courage to take on her book right now. All I'm saying is that life keeps happening. And when we keep moving with it as best we can, instead of putting these three-year markers on things and thinking I'm, I'm going to keep myself healthy and well for three years, if instead of doing that, we accept that it's really about doing our best. I mean, she found out very quickly that even though her intention was to never have to face cancer again, and currently she's not facing cancer, But she wasn't able to keep her health at that sturdy, strong level that she intended. No fault of her own. And I'm not saying she wouldn't have gotten COVID if she had started writing her book. But I am saying that she got COVID and had to do many things to take care of her her health. Her other story could have been While she was working on her book, she had to set it down because COVID came along and she had to take care of herself. And then when she takes care of herself, she'll come back to it. At this point, her fear of starting her book is so big and much bigger than it was when she just thought, I have to battle cancer and do my book. Now her thought is, I have to battle cancer and deal with the unexpected health things that come up. Oh, my. And that sort of thinking is not allowing her to really embrace the process of becoming a new person who tries things, maybe has to set things down for a while and come back to them later. But what would it be like to try the new, to change our mind so that we can change who we are? If we don't change our mind, then according to George Bernard Shaw, and I think he's making a great point here, it's very hard to change anything. Finally, I want you to think about the fact that when you are giving your energy thoughtfully, and you are showing up with no regrets, that energy manifests for what Dr. John Martini calls a fair exchange. I love this notion. It's this idea that if you know you want to serve with your message, your podcast, your book, your brand, your blog posts, if you know you want to do that and you step into doing it, you cross one bridge after the next, one challenge at a time, one idea after another. Maybe you get some help. Maybe you get some encouragement. What you will find is that you will be paid back often sooner rather than later for the energy you put out in the world. I will tell you, wonderful things have happened to me because of my commitment to teach others. I love what has come back my way. If you want to step into this work, I encourage you to reach out to me at askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Ask Coach Debbie, and that's spelled D E B B Y at gmail.com. I love getting together with you on Thursdays, and until next week, my friends, namaste.